let's see, Sorber Kosh family, mm-hmm. welcome to the share chair. This yes. is cool. This is, this is so cool. Yeah, we have Jennifer and her daughters, McCullough and Macy, who are students at Spring Lake, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And McCullough, you're a senior. Yes. And Macy, you're a junior. Yep. 13 months apart. Oh, boy. (laughs) How is it to be sisters so close to, uh, you know, the same age as that? Well, it can be tough at times because I borrow all of her clothes. (laughs) And she doesn't like it. The truth comes out. (laughs) Other times it's really nice. But then it isn't because we're so close to then when I go off to college, she's going to be really sad. Yeah. (laughs) And I'll be sad. (laughs) I think, too, probably because we were, I was single for 10 years. So Mm -hmm. I think that just, we're we're really, really close, the three of us. It's like the the three musketeers. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And you have been, are still have dealt is it done or or Jen where are you in the process it it is as far as the cancer part that's done I do have one more I like to call it my final final surgery which is next Wednesday but that's just for the reconstruction part of it Mm -hmm. so again a single mom with two daughters and uh, managing two snap fitness so working full-time um Probably, looking back, and this was, I'll bring it back to October 2013. Um, so just had completed that summer, trained for Tough Mudder, probably physically in the best shape of my life. Um, and then... And the Tough Mudder is a tough run. Mudder, it's, a, a, it's like a 12-mile, pretty intense well, run with obstacles. Really, really intense. So it's, pretty intense. That's mom like... It's really okay. it's like I had just done that. Um, I'd, I'd also done, like, I think it was a 100-mile bike run. So, again, physically, I just felt like I was in the best shape of my life. And I've always really, for the most part, been a pretty healthy eater, even yeah. growing up. Um, um, but, again, I would have to say if there were anything, definitely very busy mom, obviously, because two very active daughters, um, working full-time. So as far as stress level, yeah, there was definitely, I just lived a very busy life. Um, but in October, I, and it, oddly enough, with October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, um, I was doing a self-examination and I found a lump. It was hard. It felt, it wasn't, it wasn't like in the past where it felt lumpier or a little softness to me it felt hard and it felt like if I had probably like the size of a nickel did the mammogram the mammogram came back negative I was so thankful okay Mm -hmm. okay this Mm -hmm. is crazy in the same time that I had felt that I started feeling super fatigued like just beyond what I I I am a kind of like the Everettic bunny man I am just go 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 Um, but I'm still concerned because I am super fatigued and another thing started happening. I started getting really sharp pains underneath. The, the lump was on the right side underneath my armpit. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it, it might happen once a day. Um, it might skip a few days and then happen a couple days. It wasn't super frequent, but enough that the pain was so excruciating that, and so sharp that it would almost bring me bring me to my knees and she said I I think I want to do an ultrasound just to be sure um, 
so she brings this machine over and probably within, it seemed like about five seconds, I'm sure it was longer than that, yeah. but it seemed very quick that she said, do you have, do you have somebody with you today? And I said, I do. And she said, I would like to bring him back. So I knew at that point they weren't going to share something probably too favorable. So she brought him back and she said, um, I just want you to know that I, I thought we were going to be able to drain this. She said, this seems to be a hard mass. And she said, you, you have a 50-50 chance of having cancer. And I just remember my bottom lip just kind of starting to quiver um, and just being in shock like wait throughout throughout this whole process it's never never been anger that has definitely never been anything that I felt more of just um, shock sadness um, um, scared um, yeah that was the initial she said, you'll be getting a call at about 5 o'clock. And um, she said, if it's the doctor calling you, we, she said, this was the nurse. She said, we don't typically like to give, be the ones that give the bad news. So if it's the doctor, then most likely, um, however she said it. But ba basically, I knew that I didn't want the phone call from the doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's why they so exactly. So then what happened was I did share with the girls that... Um, that I did end up needing a biopsy and, and that I had scheduled it so that their dad would pick them up from school on Monday. Um, See, and yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, and the yes, Monday and the too. five o'clock thing. Yes. Yep. And the, like, we, okay, like with our situation, like our, we don't go with our dads on Mondays. Like, so like that was like, we like knew something, like we knew we had to go with him for like a reason. She cancer. said cancer and I just handed the phone to John and John and I had said, beforehand that I had a notepad ready and said if by chance it is cancer I would like you know I wanted him to take the notes because I knew I wouldn't be able to hear anything mm -hmm. other than cancer <laughs> um, that and then actually seeing the girls after find that out was probably the most uh, one of the most darkest moments um, yeah I basically physically got on my knees and I just bawled my eyes out yeah on his kitchen floor and cried for probably two straight hours easily mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. just complete again just shocked mm -hmm. what was it like after you guys had been told that this was for sure cancer coming to school and having to go through your normal schedule when something so huge had just impacted your life like did you guys take days off or <laughs> okay this is gonna sound really bad but because I was in it was my sophomore year right mm -hmm. okay so I was old enough to where I should have been like oh yeah cancer like this is a huge deal I should probably be like really upset about it but like I really thought it was super minor and I didn't really oh, take into the facts so that I thought it was super like <laughs> A big deal I didn't think anything of it really I kind of thought it was just okay it's here it's gonna be gone soon so I didn't really think about that part so it was just kind of a regular routine and then like surgery started happening and then I like I would visit my mom and in like the hospital and stuff and I stayed overnight with her a lot of the time <laughs> and we like <laughs> got into trouble at the hospitals <laughs> we ordered a lot of the room service <laughs> with the foods and then we would like 
me, her, and John, one particular night, we went to, um, we would get bored there, because she wasn't, like, our, she was a regular patient, but she wasn't in the fact that she was still able to, like, move and stuff most yeah. of the time, so we were, like, getting bored, so we went and found this one room that had this, what's it called? The microbiome? No, that like, the, what's the plant thing? Oh, the oh, atrium. Atrium, atrium. Okay. yes. I was going to say aviary, yes. but that's for birds. Um, so it had an atrium next to it, and it was mm-hmm. like a soothing room, but then there was a piano, and then there was <laughs> over on this side like a, a stool with like a microphone. And so we figured out how to get the microphone to work. Oh. So we were like all presenting and giving presentations. And we were pretending, <laughs> yeah, so we, we had would, some award. Is we this would, Grand like, Rapids? Are you in, yeah. Where are you? So at, my initial was, surgery was in Cleveland Clinic. Mm-hmm. Most of my start of everything was in Cleveland Clinic. Um, and so that was difficult. And their dad was incredibly supportive with bringing the girls to the times that I had to be there. But all other treatments, my um, chemo, all other stuff relating to my plastic surgery is done in Grand Rapids. We're so different how they took it. <laughs> so because, amazing, how about you? Because I was like in the car and like I was like, I was, like Dad, I was like, what happened? And so oh, like, he, yeah, I forgot. And so then he, I was when he asked, he was just kind of like, da, 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 da. And I was like, I was like, Dad, like what happened? And he was like driving a little bit. Like he wouldn't tell us for a little bit. Then we like got on like the main road out here and like he told us and I started bawling my eyes out. McCall's in the back, like, nothing is wrong. And I was, like, bawling my eyes out. And I, like, texted, I just remember texting, like, my best friends. I was, like, I was, like, our mom has cancer. Like, I texted Grace and Sarah that. And so they, like, they were, like, calling me, like, Macy, are you okay? And I was, like, crying in the shower, like. And then I came to school the next day, and I started crying in school, of course. And did I tell you that? That was awful. I, I was better I felt more comfortable being bald than I did with wigs, so I just wanted to make sure they were okay with it. So, how was that to, uh, yeah, have a bald mom? I embraced it. I loved it. I was like, my mom is bald, and she's, like, rocking it, because, like, everyone everyone would be like, your mom is so beautiful, and I'm like, I know, like, she's, like, rocking it being bald. I was um, playing soccer, and some of the varsity girls, they, like, told one of my friends they were like oh my gosh who who is that girl like she's so like pretty bald like she's so beautiful and then they told me and I was like well that's my mom (laughs) (laughs) yeah like there was like no embarrassment I mean she embraced it in a way too where she like there's a picture that surfaced on social media a little bit of her wearing a very bright pink rock star wig and it resurfaced recently I think yeah it did I remember and seeing that yeah I remember seeing and that she would send it to my last chemo treatment John dared me to wear this like rock star from right when I woke up till when I went day. to bed at night and throughout this whole journey I had met other women going through cancer and that pink rock star wig has been shipped to each one of them oh. there for their last chemo treatment. That's but awesome. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how all of you and your husband and your guys' dad embrace this with such yeah. positivity. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking forward to your GI Jen posts, I think it oh, was. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my heavens, how did, thank you. Was that, I remember on Facebook seeing it and then just reading it and how awesome it was. And oh, well, thank did you. Did you start that? Just, can yeah. you explain just that? <laughs> so what happened was that I, no, I am not a blog writer by any <laughs> means, no. <laughs> Early on, I, I couldn't believe how many women that I would run into that were going through cancer. 
when they were diagnosed with this, that there was a lot of shame based around it, a lot of shame and embarrassment. The way they looked? Um, just the way they looked, that oh. it had to do with their breast, oh that, that it just like crushed me. Somebody had suggested to me, wow, it would be really great for you if you would be willing to share your story on mm -hmm. a blog so that it could help other people. Initially, when I started chemo, they told me that um, after my first chemo session, that about mm -hmm. two weeks after is when I would start losing my hair. Two weeks goes by and I am still not losing my hair. So there's a 2% chance that you might not lose your oh. hair. I'm like, I am so in that 2%. <laughs> and then our spring breaks in April. So it was John, my stepson Riley, and his friend Dylan. And I, it was two days after I got into Florida and I showered and I looked down in the drain and holy cow, there was like um, one huge handful of my hair. Um, that was definitely another, I would like, I'd refer to it as a, a darker moment. I was ready. So I, John had brought his clippers just in mm -hmm. case that happened. And honestly, looking back, it was such a blessing to have it be, because guys are like, all right, let's shave. Let's get that <laughs> off. Woohoo, we're girls. We'd be so much more emotional yeah. about it. So they helped really with just, they were really cool about it. Like for them, yeah. it was like, an everyday shave <laughs> so they they did they shaved it and then um it also helped with the fact that i was in florida so it's not like i really knew people there so i could adjust to be involved beach and because i was like my head was like white 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 yeah. i'm like all right if i'm gonna rock this out i probably should get it a little tan so yeah. of course you're putting the 50 on and just did really funny things like took a water wow. bottle and set it up on top to see if I could balance it. Mm -hmm. Well, as the day went, um, I, we had noticed this mom and her daughter near us that they had been kind of watching us. She walked over to me and she said, um, I just want you to know I've been watching you throughout this day. And she said, I, before I came here, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And she said, because of you and going bald and being so bold and brave about it, mm -hmm. she said, I, I want to do the same. And she just thanked me for that. Little things like that, like little impacts and stories on your life. Do you guys have, like, not just one, but a single moment in regards to time, like, that something happened to you that just, like, made you feel positive or made you feel sad? Or, I'm like, assuming regarding... Yeah, this. during okay. during this journey. Mace, you can go first. I okay. I have to okay, one time that made me like, hey, this is like really sad. So like, I'm sorry, but like, it's not like a happy one. It's like a that's, sad that's one. That's okay. okay. Funny. But um, after I don't know what surgery it was, but it was one of them where she would have what we would call them her grenades. But like, it was basically a, a drain, like a tube coming out from like the side of her boob, basically, mm -hmm. and like it was like looked like a little grenade breast. breast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> A breast and it like came out and it was like a little grenade and that's like a, what it looked like and it just filled up with blood like it was like and so she would be like at home and she'd be like t like taking them out and like mm -hmm. pouring them out and stuff like and that was I remember going into sorry Paul, I remember going into the room because they were like we need people to that's gonna help her change it so they had to like teach us so I had to like block off a part and I was like oh I was like I can do this I was like I'm gonna help my mom and I was yeah. like and I'm gonna pull those out for her and I like sat there and she's like okay so first you're gonna pull it out and like I saw my mom like okay the first time it did hurt you a little bit you have to admit because you could like see her facial expressions and it was like the most painful thing to watch it hurt so oh. bad to see how much pain you were in the main ones I really had 
thought that had impacted me because as I was writing my college, one of my college applications for the Common App, it asks you like a question about mm-hmm. like, is there anything else you'd like us to know that you haven't yeah. put in here or something? And I thought, well, this would be because you and Mr. Tunia talked about it, and we were like, this would probably be a really good thing to put in there because mm-hmm. it's definitely very unique and it's definitely shaped me to be who I am. But I guess the main thing, there wasn't really like a specific moment, but just all the little moments like spending the nights at the hospital with her or like helping her when she was at home with like the little things or like the girl that she had helped out. Um, they all, I think, just helped. Well, I think it all overall helped me become closer to her because beforehand I was like, we were, we had an okay relationship. It was like a good mother-daughter relationship, but now it's like, like we're really, really tight and I only have like a few close friends, but I definitely think my mom's one of my closest <laughs> friends and it's not that type of relationship where like she's my best friend and she like, I'm like a troubled child where like she lets me do whatever I want to do. Yeah. Now we like go on little trips together and she like has helped me a lot with what I want to do when I'm older and like she's put a lot into me mm-hmm. and like, um, yeah, I don't know. And it's just helped me, I think, be a, become a kinder person and it's actually helped me become closer to God and it's helped me with yeah. my faith and it's just helped me like, I think, tr- mature. Like I feel a lot more mature than I was like, Looking mm-hmm. back from last year to now, I feel, or two years ago or whenever it was, I feel like a ton more mature and I'm just kind of like, I want to get out of high school. Like I'm, mm-hmm. now I look at life a lot differently. So yeah. I, I yeah. think that's probably the biggest thing is it really changes perspective. your perspective on things. And I think in anything, whether it's breast cancer or it, anything that you're going through, it's mm-hmm. how you react to it, how you respond to it, yeah. your perspective with it. Mm-hmm. And I... I think for us, um, yeah, it was definitely a shocker, but Mm -hmm. you're faced with a choice. I mean, you can throw a pity party and become a victim, or you, I had a lot to fight for, I mean, Mm -hmm. or you just embrace it, and you look for blessings in it, and there were many, many blessings throughout Mm -hmm. the whole journey. The overall process of this helped, I don't know if it's the same for Macy, but it definitely helped me mature a lot, and so then it helped me overcome like not as shy with my faith and it's just it's yeah I don't know it's overall helped with that too and yeah yeah because now I just see it as like why would I care what other people yeah. think because yeah. it's like a in one year I'm going to be off in college could be in a different state could be somewhere where I probably won't see n- nearly anybody from my grades so it's like why would I care what people who really don't I don't listen to their opinion anymore Mm -hmm. and like now I find myself sticking up for certain things way more and like I just feel like in that aspect I don't know if it's the same for Macy but I feel like or my mom but in that aspect I feel like I've grown a lot more with that because of going through the cancer and because of going through everything else too. I think everyone especially during high school has one of those moments where you start to think because high school is such a personal and very vulnerable time and it's like you care so much about what people think and whether it be way in the beginning or way in the end yeah you start to realize like hey what you think about me does not matter yeah i'm gonna do my own thing yeah (laughs) i think that's so interesting that it brought you especially you guys closer to god and faith and everything related to that because either you could take it totally wrong and be Mm -hmm. so angry Mm -hmm. And just resent it and not believe in it. But that's really inspirational how you took it and embraced it. And Is there any advice, like it's a really broad question, but any mm-hmm. advice that you guys would give high schoolers, 
moms. I just it's just like having someone there to talk to about it because I know sometimes for me at McCullough like at first she wasn't like the best person to talk to about it because I feel like I couldn't talk to her about it because she like she didn't think it was that big of a deal and I didn't want to talk to my mom about it to freak her out and like like how worried I was but so I just like it would have been nice to talk to someone about it. I mean, I talked to my dad about it every once in a while, but I mean, it was like someone like my age who like understood. So I talked to my mm -hmm. friends about it a lot, but I just like, it's just having someone to talk to is really nice. Just like yeah. being able to like tell them everything. And My honest opinion is try to remain positive through it. This mm -hmm. could go to the person dealing with cancer or to the children of the person dealing with cancer or to any family members or just because they're going through this, it's, really a time to be more helpful rather than, and this is going to sound harsh, but be more helpful than less helpful mm -hmm. because I tend to know people who could easily go off the wagon and live life as if you could possibly die any second. Yeah. It sounds morbid, but obviously we are die. We all are going Every to. It's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's really... I use this word a lot at our household, intentional, being intentional about the way you live and yeah. you love. It's so true, and I think that's what McCullough means by just, we're not promised today. I it's mean, true. and in the outcome, if I would have not made it through this, I mm -hmm. mean, I, I had said I lived a great life. Of course, that's not mm -hmm. what you want to happen, but um, I don't know. It's We really are not promised today, and so it's how, how do we we really need to treat every day as the beautiful gift that it really is. All I know for me and our family and our journey and this journey is that we can only go forward. And Thank you guys yeah. so much for being here. Oh this my so heavens. Thank you so inspirational. Oh my heavens. Thank what a great you episode. So <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of The Share Chair. Stay tuned next week for a new episode.